That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker What's up, jobbers, and welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestle Mania alongside for the ride as a man who always has a behavioral clause in his contract, JC. Well, you know what the C stands for in JC? CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Yeah, great. Wonderful. We've got a lot of talk about. Come on. JCM Punk. I don't know if I like that. (laughs) I don't like that at all, to be honest. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get to a lot of stuff here. The only way we start is, uh, well, we got to start to shine, but most likely we really have to do something. And that is absolutely, people are fucking calling me in the middle of the fucking podcast. This is great. Uh, the Hairless Wonder finally figured it out. Listen, listen, I have more hair on my head than you do in your entire you body. You should have seen how stressful Nestle was over here. A very, very little stressful Nestle situation, but we're live this time for real. Uh, so you know, we're, we're doing this, we're Survivor Series in, we're war gaming, and oh god, I don't want to talk about this fucking the, re- the rest of this card. Nestle, should we just get to see a punk? I honest to god, so this is what we said we said war games women's match 33 minutes 35 seconds. It was all about Becky, nobody really fucking cares because the fucking wrong team won, essentially, in my opinion. Moving on, Gunther defeats the Miz 12 minutes 20 seconds because. That was fucking awesome. I think the Miz deserves his flowers because as we talked about, we watched together with the Joe Stopper. This is uh, the Miz is coming out party in terms of being a little bit more, you know, getting that respect. But also they had a falsy right there with the turnbuckle. That was a Bret Hart spot. And also the finish, although weird and abrupt, they did have a lion tamer, which was a callback to Chris Jericho, who is the nine time intercontinental champion. And Miz was trying to tie him. Moving on, we'll go on to the next one. Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, 7 minutes, 40 seconds. Fucking incredible. We expect that shit. You know what I mean? Anyway, moving on. We get to Rhea Ripley and what's her fucking face? 9 minutes and 10 seconds, whatever. Nobody fucking cares because Rhea wins. Moving on to the men's war Yes! Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, Randy Orton, defeat the Judgment Day, Andrew McIntyre, 34 minutes. 50 seconds. It felt like it was a lot longer, in my opinion. I, well, it's because they do fucking, we talk about this like all the time, the fucking bullshit of war games where everyone has to come in slowly and then the match doesn't really start for a while. But, you know, this this was this was amazing. We had the comebacks we uh, wanted before and after the match. Obviously, Randy Orton, better late than never, baby. We got the tease at the cash-in like we talked about last week with Rhea coming out with the briefcase and letting out Damien and company look like they were going to get it done. But, of course, out comes the Viper looking fucking gashed to the gills and jacked, baby. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we had the J.D. McDonough RKO off the top of the cage, which was dope. We had Randy letting Cody pick up the victory for his team by pinning the, I believe it was the captain, Damian Priest. Uh, and yeah, we had the babyface celebration where you're looking at Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton, Seth freaking Rollins, Jey Uso and Sami Zayn, and Nestlemania. 
Then the unthinkable happened. In living color, the cult of personality. He is fucking back in WWE. No matter how many times I've seen it, no matter how many times I've think about it, no matter how many times I've talked about it, it still feels kind of surreal. And we'll get to Monday in a little, probably in a minute when he talked about how he's home and everything. And it just, it's, it's crazy to think about, but it just like, it's, I don't even think it's been a full 10 years, but it feels like forever. Think of how many shows we've been annoyed with the CM Punk chants and this and that and the teases and all this and all the nonsense, but he's fucking back in the WWE ready to go. And it is a wild fucking time, man. It's amazing to me because it's it's almost like like you said it's a surreal experience because you just for decade almost right you're like sitting there going he's not fucking coming he shit on the fucking company um, but they always say never say never right they they they've had Ultimate Warrior they've had Hulk Hogan who testified in you know federal court against Vince McMahon and pointed a finger at him and he came back Red Heart you know got screwed out of shit so it's like you see these people and you're like oh never say never but it, it is true and I I commend. Nick Khan and Triple H and whoever else made the call because to, you know, to bring him in, because, you know, regardless of what you hear, you think about like, it really is best for business. And you could see by the measurables that they talked about, it was just like the most, he has the most liked AEW tweet of all time and the most liked WWE tweet of all time. And the most that, liked Triple H tweet of all time as well. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it, it's funny to me because like, you look at it from that perspective and it's just like, so you, regardless of how you feel about him, cause I could go either way at this point, honestly, oh, like, 100%. you know what I mean? Like I I'm, I'm tired by Phil Brooks in general. Um, but there's so many things you can get into about this. And it's just like triple H said it the best in the media scrum, no matter if you like him or you hate him, the man makes people talk about the business. And that to me is a telltale sign of what WWE brought him in for was like, he is a water cooler kind of person, right? Like you, have to talk about him even we talk about him for 10 years and he wasn't there right so i mean it's a big fucking deal but the one thing i did want to bring up here which i think is really like hilarious to me right is he had to go away he comes back and it's like is he really really like bigger than he was when he left like, will he get that? You know, like, because here's here's my comparison, right? Like, Drew McIntyre failed, came back, became a world champion, right? But it's a little different this time because CM Punk was, like, world champion and, like, the star of the show, so to speak, right? But he was never the guy because John Cena was the guy. The Rock was there, and he just got fed up with the bullshit, and Roman Reigns was there and all that nonsense. But now that he's left, gone to the UFC, been in media, doing other things – being a bigger sensation somewhere else went to AEW, essentially made that place million dollar gates before it even had a million dollar gate and now he's now he's here it's like i kind of have this weird feeling where it's like they see him as a bigger deal and that's bizarre to me I, he's definitely not a bigger deal when he left. When he left, he was the hottest thing in wrestling. It wasn't even close. You can say like, oh, this guy was put in the position and then whatever. It's like CM Punk was at the fucking peak there for that period of time. He was. And he's fucking old now, man. Like I said, I said this when he was in AW too. Like his matches, eh, whatever. When you get like the MJF matches and when he wrestles like Cody and Seth with that are going to be so enriched with storyline, I can look past his fucking mediocre wrestling he is now. But it just, it's more about that. And the one thing with WWE is it's, it, WWE is 
he talked about it. Triple H talked about it. It really is completely different than when he left. Cause I mean, the dumbest thing in wrestling that I always roll up my eyes are and people will be like, Oh, they don't have the next guy in the company. It's like WWE doesn't work like that anymore. They are a plug and play system. They have a lot of the guys. Look at that fucking match. Yes, right now, Roman Reigns is the top heel. Cody Rhodes is the top guy, whatever. If Cody Rhodes gets hurt, they'll fucking stick fucking John. They'll bring John Cena back. They'll stick Jey Uso up there. They'll stick Sami Zayn up there. They got they got so many guys that they can put in for stop gaps. They have certain guys that they're build around. And Punk's just another one of those guys. Him and Orton coming back, they're older, but they are just more top of the card guys for them to just fucking line them up with fucking studs across the board like look at the talent on that fucking team with those five guys and that's just like on raw you're throwing cm punk into that mix you kidding me and they're not even talking about all the stuff they have on smackdown never mind the women's divisions like this this roster is just stacked and there's a lot of things like obviously the punk set thing is going to be cool some uh whenever they get to that punk roman down the line but it's just like you have a lot of the fresher things like the punk cody that people want to see and then think of all these guys that punk has never worked with like these younger guys it's gonna be interesting just wait till fucking uh, something simple a little simple thing like punk and fucking dom like just like the the back and forth of the crowd and the nonsense there's just there's so many things to do he is what he is is he my favorite person? No, I've always been someone who's kind of shit on punk, but I love and respect what he's always done for the business because whether you like him or dislike him, he fucking makes everything better. It's just it more interesting, more everything. I'm wearing his fucking shirt. I've never been a fan. I used to make fun of you for being a fan of him, but yep. it's just, it's one of those things. Like I begged for this when he left AEW. I said, I want him in WWE and I'm fucking, I'm, I'm pumped for this. So Stoops in the house. What's up, Stoop? What's up, Stoop? Uh, we're happy to have you. Uh, so we haven't talked about it. I think we were going to try to do, instead of our regular hopes, we were going to run down the most hopes that we could possibly for his um, his feuds going forward. But I would say it seems like an easy bet for me that Seth Rollins is the first one. But that's just me, I would think. Disagree. But, that's the WrestleMania really? feud. Whether See, Seth has the title or not, I think it is. Because look, at they've already lined up fucking Seth's bullshit. He's going to fight Drew McIntyre again at the Royal Rumble. They set it up because next week he's fighting Jey Uso. And he got fucking Mad Mac backstage throwing temper tantrums. And he's going to beat up Sammy next week. He's probably going to get involved before or after or during that main event. And it's going to be fucking Seth and Drew most likely at Royal Rumble. And that'll set up fucking down the line. Whether Priest cashes in along the way or not, I think we're getting Seth CM Punk. That is good enough to main event night one of WrestleMania. I don't disagree with you, but it's because of his, like, whether or not you agree it's a work or it, whatever, like, whatever you want. It's 100%. Think. Dude, fucking Seth Rollins. Like, Held back by Michael Cole. But... CM Punk's the reason why Seth Rollins exists in WWE. Right, right. And it's like, yes, like, did, could he have some, like, hard feelings and could he not be as big as fan of guy anymore? Sure. Of course. But Seth Rollins is a fucking professional, man. He's also intelligent. The same reason why he was fucking pumped to be the potentially the first guy for Cody. And the reason why he talks shit to Will Ospreay. The reason why he's always interacted with Kenny Omega. Because when these motherfuckers come to WWE, he wants to be at the front of the line, ready to go. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one because I feel like you need to have CM Punk on quite a fucking roll. But somebody was thinking the other day, like, does this mean Cody's not finishing this story again? And it's like, no, because they can't do Punk Roman at me. No, 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 <laughs> no. Because, no, no. The problem, the problem I have, like in my head, right? This would be me. You put Punk and Rollins at at, uh, at Royal Rumble. I know you're all going to hate that idea. That's fine. You do Punk and Roman at Perth in Australia, Elimination Chamber. 
that'd be interesting. And then you get another Punk match, you know, at Mania. But I, because you're not getting Roman and Punk at Mania, we know that that's not gonna fucking happen. I agree with you that Rollins and Punk seem to be the thing, but I don't know how you keep them away from each other for that long. But we've seen weirder things happen. They fucking do it all the time. And we always say like, oh, we don't know how they're going to do it. But then they just, they fucking always find a way. They'll find a way. We'll come on some weeks to complain about it because we know they're dragging shit out. But I mean, the fucking Judgment Day was ready to break up four months ago and they dragged it out to war games like they wanted. And here we are. So I would never say never with them. No, it's just, it's very interesting to me. So I guess, I guess, should we tumble into Monday? Like, is, I mean, is this like. Yeah, always in the shine. All right, always in the shine. So. They, they started the show one way. They ended the show another way. Uh, CM Punk ends the show. Uh, you can say what you want about the promo. I was not impressed with the promo. It felt very um, quick. It doesn't feel very uh, CM Punk-ish. It was definitely... Here's, here's, my, here's my biggest thing about Phil Brooks slash CM Punk. When he cut that promo, it felt like I didn't believe a word he was saying until he dropped the mic and said, I'm here to make money. That I believe. That felt like that was really Phil Brooks in there. Everything before that made me feel like, what are you saying? I don't believe it. Like, it's just like, I heard you. I heard you. And I came back for you. And here's the other thing too, right? He says he's back for the fans, right? When the fans are there. But then at home, the last thing he says is, I'm here to make money. And it's like, you could talk me into he's back for the fans and he wants to make money. But not that I know Phil Brooks at all. but. The man wants money. Like yeah, everyone does. Anyone who if anyone says they're not doing something for money, they're fucking lying. Every single person in that locker room, they're doing it because they want to like money is always what it, like money is how you fucking fund life. Like that's how you exist in our society. That's the fucking concept we set ourselves as is fucking money. But dude, I'll say this about the promo. It was nothing special, but I don't think it was supposed to be. Because here's the thing: they're they have a free roll with CM Punk right now. Literally at Survivor Series, they have to have him show up. Don't even talk. Monday, you give him a mic, but you have him say nothing. Know why? Because now you got to see. Now what are we talking about all week? Oh, what's going to be his next feud? What's it going to be? It's one of those things like, and Roman Reigns says this all the time. Everyone's a fucking fast food fan. And Nestle, you're being a little bit of a fast food fan right now. Sometimes it's just like, you got to enjoy the meal. You got to anticipate it. And they are going to fucking milk this thing dry. It's probably going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking pull bullshit like this for the next couple until we get into something. Um, but, but yeah, it's obviously like some people thought, Oh, maybe CM Punk Nakamura. Nope. Cause apparently Nakamura is going after Cody. We'll get to that later, but it's just, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think, unfortunately, I think the judgment day makes a lot of sense. Uh, Cause there's a lot of things for CM Punk to deal with there um, at some point, but I don't even think we're getting to that right away. I think it's going to be more of like some of this kind of weird stuff. Maybe we have a quick filler thing in between. Maybe he like runs into the Miz or something. I don't know. But it just it feels like they're really gonna slow play this because they're playing with house money right now. Because him just by existing makes people happy. It's just him going out there, having an entrance, fucking yelling his clobber in time, like high fiving fans. Like that's enough right now because we're in that pre like honeymoon hysteria. So I think it might be a little while before we get into the uh, the meat, the main portion. Of uh, the I CM love, Punk run. I love Danny so much. Looking forward to a CM Punk match sponsored by Pepsi <laughs> Match Terry. Like, if it's if it's not, I would be fucking shocked because that's a slam dunk, Danny. That is absolutely fantastic, spot on. Uh, look, there's so much we can talk about with CM Punk. If you want to continue the conversation, I will. But for me, I look at it plain and simple as he's back. I think he has the right mentality. 
and he's going to try his best to put his best foot forward. The problem is you can't change a spot, you know, on a, on a dog, you know what I mean? Like it, it, they're there for a reason and he's, he might have a knee jerk reaction. Although he did complain about working with children and there's not a lot of children in the WWE. Well, that that's the one thing we talked about this, about him coming here. It's like, we know there's going to be disagreements. There's, everyone has disagreements. Every fucking raw, there's probably someone upset backstage or something else, but it's just the difference in companies is what happens. It's just like WWE is a, business that is run by adults the inmates do not run the asylum cm punk has issues it'll be up the ladder it'll be dealt by triple h his army of fucking producers that he has and whatever whereas in aw you have tony khan empowering all the wrestlers to take care of themselves and that's why you get kind of this bullshit it's just it is what it is there's two sides to every coin like you may love the freedom of aw but you're at in danger of shit like what happened with Punk and Jungle Boy and all that bullshit and the, the elite and all that happening. That shit doesn't happen in WWE. Why are there backstage things that probably happen all the time? Guarantee it. These are fucking people hyped up on adrenaline who go out there and beat each other up for a living. So 100% fucking their emotions are going to be high. There's going to be moments where he's going to be frustrated. Other people are going to be frustrated at him. But the difference is how WWE will handle it. You probably won't even hear about most of it. And if you do, it'll be dealt with so fast. That it just, he won't have the ability to do what he did in the other company because it'll be nipped in the bud quick. And I think like from his perspective, that'll be a good thing too, because he doesn't have to be as reactionary because if someone says something to him, they get dealt with too. It's a two way street. So it just, it's, it's literally, it's the thing It's the joke is yes, I don't have to work with children anymore, but it's, it is, it's kind of true. Like WWE is run by adults. I will say this much. It's so fascinating to me, right? Like we talked about it earlier in the program. You made a, a great point about it being that there's no real, there's no real star in the WWE. The WWE is the star. Uh, but what happened was AEW had one fucking guy that was needle moving it past the million dollar gate that was selling out merchandise. And like they built a fucking collision show around him and then they fucking let him go, which again, that's not up for us to decide whether it was right or wrong. That's their thing. But they basically threw away their biggest cash cow that they had for the betterment of the company, which it's fine. Absolutely. But WWE does that, and it's like it doesn't even fucking it, they don't it's even. It's not even a blip on the radar. Not even a blip but on the. This, that's the thing. It's like because injuries. Like look at we talked about last year. A big theme with AEW was them getting decimated by injuries around like their forbidden door pay per view and shit. Someone gets fucking injured. Randy Orton's been gone 18 months in WrestleMania. And has WWE missed the beat? No. And well, I love Randy Orton. He's one of my all-time favorites. But it's just like it's a plug-and-play system. They have so many stars. They employ people. They have fucking grooming the next generation at the PC. So it's like someone gets hurt. Someone fills into that spot. Maybe two people fill into that spot. It just They just, they're ready. They're always ready. There's always someone ready to step up. They always have their eye for the next person anyway. So it just, it's like one of those things like edge. Oh, you want to leave? See, I don't want the door hit you on the way out. We'll be fine. And they have been. So it just, it is what it is. And that, but again, the WWE is always going to jump because punk. Yes. Punk makes everything. It, it raises business a hundred percent, but it's, it's one of those things. Everyone is a luxury for them. Everyone. Oh yeah. I, I, I it's just fascinating to me, but the difference of AW versus WWE in that. Well, let's see, you're talking about it. the biggest company of in, right. of in wrestling period against one that is one of the Brand top, new, but it's yeah. not even, they're not even the same stratosphere. No, of course not. Uh, we could, again, we could talk about this all we night. Can move on. We can move on. I would like to go into the shine and I would like to give a big shout out to Randy Orton because just watching him appreciate that he has to come back and do what he loves to do. And, 
You can see him enjoying it on Monday when he came out and he signed the figure for the guy. And then he took a moment for the kid, excuse me. Then he took a moment before he did his pose and was like, oh man, I haven't done this in so long. You can hear him mouthing it. He's enjoying it. He's just, he's in a groove. He looks fucking, you know, jacked. Like you can just, you can, ins- you, you rarely see someone stopping to take the moments in, but he's been around for so long. I think he realizes like, this is the time to, to really take it in because he's so, he's been so good for so long. And he's created so many moments. There's not really anything left for him to do, but enjoy it. And I really, I get satisfaction out of watching somebody like enjoy it because then I enjoy it more too. Oh, hundred percent. Cause you become invested in the person and just, I mean, with Randy, we kind of started to see this like evolution, uh, pun intended for him. Like the year or two before he got hurt, like you could tell he was just, it seemed like he was having fun again. He found his group, obviously the RK bro thing really invigorated new life into him, something that he hadn't really had in a while. And then you get the devastating injury. So he's been on his couch 18 months, probably enjoying his family and his life. But it's like, you come back and like, yeah, he's a little, he's even older, even wiser. And it just, I think he knows, like he joked, he's like, I'm going to do this the next 10 years. And who knows, maybe he will. He's technically 53. I don't think so. I mean, he's going to be a part-timer, so I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. If he works like four months a year and it's sometimes broken up, It's I think he'll be fine, but it just it is. As you can tell, he was sinking in. He's happy to be back. Like even at like Survivor Series, you could feel it too. Just like him like with Cody. And then it was funny that Seth video that went viral in the background. You see him and Jay hugging and like talking. It's just like these are all people he hasn't seen in a while that they're close with. And that's like kind of the same like thing with like CM Punk. It's like, it's funny. It's parallel for two different reasons. And, and in those two, like the moment they shared at survivor series where uh, Randy Orton sat in the chair and was pointing at his watch and like, Oh, you actually decided to come back and punks like, Oh yeah. yeah." So it just, it's, it's cool to see. And this was a really fun weekend of comebacks for WWE. And again, they had a a lot of great things happening here, but it's so fascinating to me because I felt like, there's so much you can do with Randy Orton, especially with that backstage segment with Jay, where he was saying like, Oh, I forgive you. And I'm like, never trust the Viper. Nope. He's either coming for first or he's coming last for Jay. Like that's, that's he, me. I, I think he's on SmackDown this week. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of on SmackDown for a little bit feuding with solo and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Cause it feels like this judgment day thing. Like he's obviously he RKO JD in the neck brace. He fought Dom beat him. We didn't get the Rhea RKO yet. And he might still, maybe he'll be on both shows, but with how bloodline driven he's been, it feels like that he's actually going to end up on SmackDown, at least for the near future. I think the Royal rumble Roman reigns, that makes the most sense for me. Like, mm. you know, like I would love to see that. I think Roman versus Randy. I think we, did we see it once? I can't remember it. it I mean, like, I feel like with Roman, we've seen almost everyone at this. No. Point, yeah, so. I know. I just forget if he's on the list of the fucking notches on the belt. I mean, he's clearly, well, we know, we know RK bro was dealing with the Usos and that's how like they got like, got written yeah. off. So it is, it's very heavy, but I mean, Randy solo, something that has my attention, like Randy working with a guy like that, I think is cool too. So there's definitely some work for him to do. And like, obviously SmackDown, we've talked about it with, if people want to say it's thin, I think they've been doing fine, but it's just you bring Randy Orton over there. That's another top guy to throw in the mix every week. And so. also CM Punk is essentially uh, internally a free agent, which is intriguing too. Cause he's on raw for me, for me, just to go back to the CM Punk thing real, real quick. I'm interested in what Heyman will do with CM Punk. I'm interested in what Heyman will do with Randy Orton. Cause I feel like, you know, that Orton and, and, and Roman Reigns will have a great match. You know, that CM Punk will have an okay match with, with Roman Reigns, but it's the lead up and the anticipation and the barbs that go back and forth with everybody. And I feel like Randy Orton just gets to a point now where he just doesn't give a fuck anyway. And it's so awesome because I feel like Roman Reigns previously from this character wouldn't know what to do with it. 
But now that he's like, you know, Mr. Fucking, you know, cocky asshole and fucking the tribal chief and everything, like he'd handle it differently. And I feel like even though you can tell that Randy and, and Roman probably don't get along, they always put their best foot forward professionally. So it's 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 so fun to see like what is going to transpire here because Randy Orton could win. Randy Orton is believable no matter what he does. Right. So it's fascinating to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, this was such an amazing weekend to have those two guys come back. Like, it just, it's monumental right during Rumble season. It's the perfect timing. Like, I'm ready to go. Uh, but yeah, WrestleMania, I think it's time that we get into JC's meat match of the week, tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. You see the shirt there. I'm actually, I did laundry today. So uh, I got it with the blue color there. You see the, the meat really pops on the blue co- uh, color there with tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. There's probably going to be sales all this much month so pick yours up today but nestlemania even though it was a double count out i don't give a fuck because know what that means that just means more meat in the future bronson reed and ivar had a fucking banner and it wasn't just before the bell after the bell it was beyond the bell because they continue to beat the fucking meat out of each other uh all night long until they were finally separated but we knew this was going to be good. You knew this was going to be my meat match of the week. But boy, oh boy, did it deliver. These two guys are fucking clicking. They're fucking doing some of the best work, I think, in their careers. And they're meeting at the right time in WrestleMania. We're probably going to get meat, meat street fights and street meat fight. Oh, my God. Street meat fights. Yes. Street meat. Fights. Street meat. Who doesn't love some street meat? So, yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm so meat on a stick on a cart. It's meat street <laughs> meats. It's great. Have some street meats. No, look, I... I, I, every time I see big boys and big, you know, big people going at it, it's like, I think of the meat match of the week, you know, but I, I'm always been an Ivar guy ever like watching him from like this area to where he is now. It's just watching this man do his backflips and his spin kicks and his fucking cross bodies. I'm just like, this guy's a fucking incredible human being. And then you see Bronson Reed on, on Tuesday and fucking there's Ivar again coming mm. in on Tuesday for NXT. I'm like, okay, this thing has fucking legs. We're not just stopping here. You know what I mean? Um, but it's so fascinating to me. It's so fun because, again, like we talked about on Raw, right? Like there's the bottom of the hour things that kind of lose our interest. And now meat matches the week seem to be a thing. Wade Barrett watches the program of the Jobber Knocker because he was doing meat puns quite like JC over they there. They do it on W too. They talk about meat constantly, especially whenever Miro wrestles. They're like, look at it. It's uh, Nigel. Like, look at the meat on that man. It's just it's. It's it's the meat is everywhere, baby. Everyone is part of the meat mafia, and uh, I'm excited to be along for the ride. And uh, yeah. Oh, here you go, Joe Stopper, the Meat Street Posse. <laughs> Street Posse. There's so <laughs> many things you can do with a nice big hunk of meat. Oh man, this is this you is getting out of Grab it. You want to bite it? You want to do everything to it? Slap it around a little bit. Uh, should have had Jelly Roll involved in that match. <laughs> Jesus, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea who Jelly Roll wasn't, and, and I assume he's a big deal. But I, I, I think am... they've, they've had him either on WWE or AW before. Like he's been, a, he's a known big wrestling fan. But yeah, I, I can't is say it... I, I listen to much Jelly Roll, but I know who he is. I did laugh when Randy Orton was like, "What's that smell?" Like it was hysterical. It's just Randy not giving a fuck. I love it. Uh, what else did you enjoy this week? Um, I, I do enjoy, continue to enjoy the Drew McIntyre experience. Obviously, like we saw, I mean, the, the internet did what it did, but you saw immediately when that match ended at war games, he stormed out because his character's pissed off that he said, he explained it on Monday. I didn't get my hands on Jay. Like they promised, blah, blah, blah. But it just, we saw this. He tried to like, like with Seth, it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to be calm Mac. It's like, whatever I want it again. But then it's just like, it's just 
the fuse was lit when he when he realized that Jay Uso is getting the title shot next. And it just that headbutt was fucking vicious. And I don't know if it was a botch or not, but I love that he was fucking bloodied after. It just it's just it's like mm. This is like what I continue to want from McIntyre. It's just that anger, that violence, that vitriol. And it's just like, this is how you get me to buy in to a Seth Drew rematch. Unlike some of the other Seth rematches that they've done that they've just done to do. This one makes me buy into it because Drew's going to continue to go after him and be pissed off. And Seth is going to have to counter and beat McIntyre into submission until he gets the fuck out of his face. So I continue to love love his character development. He's doing great work. And again, it's just another top guy that Raw has. Like, the show is so fucking stacked right now, guys. Kick back, stick your feet up, and fucking enjoy it because there's so much star power right now. So I am curious how you feel about, as you described this whole Mac thing. By the way, he hit the belt. That's why it made the sound that it did. Oh, okay. And he fucking cut on the fucking thing. Even better. Even better. It was great. So since we're not doing our hope, I just realized what my hope was. I'm going to spoil my hope here. All right. Ooh. Next week, where we have Rollins versus Jay Uso uh, for the for the title, which whether you decide whether Jay's you know supposed to get it or not is beside the fact. However, this is what I think is going to end up happening, and you're going to go, "What the fuck?" Right? I think that was going to end up happening here is Jay Uso takes on Seth Rollins, Mac gets involved, breaks it up, somehow he hurts Seth Rollins in the process, but goes directly for Jay because he's he's waiting to get his hands on Jay. They battle somewhere else. We get a slide in and a cash in and fucking Damian Priest finally fucking wins next Monday. Interesting. Because I feel like we're in that we're in that feeling of like it could happen and it could happen. I mean, I felt like this for months, but I literally like after Saturday night, I feel like Seth might actually be the champion going into WrestleMania and it might be he and Punk to become the real world champion of WWE. Um and then Priest maybe cashes in like the Monday after Mania because it's just he has till what June anyways. So right. I just it's at this point because the closer we get to Rumble and Mania season, it's like, do I see Priest as a guy like holding the main men's title, especially if Roman's not working that show? Like, do I see it at this time of year? I don't know. And that's what's interesting, especially with like the army of fucking top guys you have on Raw. It just it feels like it's like, I hope they don't do him dirty and he loses it. Like they fucking did to theory and fucking it seals like everyone else at this point. But it's just like, I'm beginning to think like he might actually fucking hold this thing until after mania at this rate. That's begin what I'm beginning to think. You're so a wrong. surprise cash in would be cool. Cause I'm not really expecting it now. I feel like, I, I feel like here's the other thing too. And this is an, again, an unpopular decision, but I'm very unpopular with a lot of people. Oh, so yeah. it's fine. Uh, but here's the other thing, by the way, Nestle curse. I said, no CM Punk and he showed up. So what the fuck do I know? Anyway, uh, buy your Nestle curse t-shirt at tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. I just bought one, but I, I love this, uh, scratch logo that TJ made. Mm. So this is, uh, one of my favorite things that TJ has ever made the scratch logo attitude style. Um, but anyway, back to my point was that, uh, if by having priest win now you get Seth Rollins to not be the champion and you can have Seth Rollins and punk without the title at, at Royal rumble. But uh, you know what you do after that, I don't know, but I just, I I'd be super curious to see what happens. I think if they did have Seth lose the title, he'd have to fight Roman at rumble or in Perth. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I think he's besides Cody, he's like the only guy believable to me that could actually beat Roman. So Priest, sorry, Danny says priest isn't even worthy of the IC belt, let alone the world heavyweight champion in the house. 
Wow. Listen, a man dresses up like an Undertaker and Rhea Ripley, and you really just don't like the guy, huh? Wow. Okay. All right. I, I, listen, this isn't I, the time of year, though. That, that's that's the, my biggest issue with it. Like, if you would have cashed in a couple months ago, you could have, you know, it's one of those things, but I just, I don't know. It feels, it's weird. I'm curious to see what the judgment day does going forward. So it's, it, it'll be interesting. If Roman Reigns wasn't Roman Reigns, they would help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because that really takes one title off the board, right? Yeah. Or he could go against the IC title or the US title. Stop it. We're not, we're not doing this again. We're not doing this again. If they do this again, I am gonna fucking drive to Stanford and shake Triple H, shake some fucking sense into that man. I just enjoy, like in my mind, I just see you like shaking him like a shake weight. I don't know. It's just, it's visually really funny. I'm, imagine me. if they lose the tag titles and he cashes in for the tag titles. I would be very. Ah, I pull my fucking hair out. It's just stop. I don't know. We're in the uh, shine, Adam. We can't be talking about this shit right now. Who the fuck is Adam? You. I'm not Adam. Who's I'm Adam? Sorry, your your favorite di- uh, backcracker is asking for me to find something. Uh, neither was Jinder, but Does he but know we're fucking live? Does he know we're fucking live? He doesn't give a shit. He has a live show that nobody watches, just like ours. It's fine. He knows how to deal with it. <laughs> Um, but anyway, moving on. Something else that I, I I don't even want to talk about SmackDown. Like, yeah, who cares? It's 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 like a whole fucking thing. Um, Theory but, dressed like KO. That was cool. But yeah. I didn't even watch the rest of the show because you told me I didn't have to. It was a you didn't, you, go home. It, it really was. Here. It really is. So the other thing on Raw, very quickly as we get to this other stuff, is we already talked about Randy at nauseum. I am curious how you feel about some of this stuff because we had this fucking tag team turmoil, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy that they're they're showcasing the, the tag teams. But the other thing is, did the right team win? And do you feel like also we're getting handcuffed with the tag division because there's studs everywhere, left and right? I will say this. I think and um I think the right team did win. I think the only other one that I would have like thought would have been a good winner would have been like new day because i'm trying to think of legitimate opponents for judgment day like if we're actually gonna like pr- like actually give this tag team thing a chance like imperium losing continues their storyline diy it's just like that momentum just isn't there yet they have to fuck it they have to figure something i mean the, the music is just such a fucking killer otis and tazawa being a parent was a joke and share got fucking rolled up which fucking made me laugh my ass off i'll say this alert. the reason why i love this shit being on the show this show in particular is Raw's got so many new viewers and so many people that don't tune in that often because of CM Punk and those people, including our boy Ben, got to see the fucking creeds. And what did Ben love, Nestlemania? The fucking creeds. Because these guys are fucking electric to watch. Whether you like them or not, it's like they just became baby faces in NXT because of their style is exciting. It's power. It's speed. Julius is a stud. Brutus has all the fucking Ofi tag team stuff that people love. Like, and they are a legit tag team. They're brothers. It works. Like, so I think it's the right move. They probably will lose to Judgment Day because Judgment Day will just cheat. It's the numbers game. It's what always happens. Rhea will then fucking murder Ivy Nile. But it's one of those things. I kind of like it sometimes when you get the up and comers. Like for them to take their first L, sometimes it's easiest to do it against the champs, the top team. Cause then you know what? They get knocked down a little bit and they dust themselves off and they're right back up and fine. So I think in terms of like it being on this particular show was important because I think WWE created a lot of new Creed brother fans by all the new viewership they had in on that Monday. Very eloquently put. I just wanted to bring up uh, Danny said more like D I Y W 
H-Y, which apparently is over like Rover in the chat here. Uh, but I will say this much. I am not a big fan of DIY. So well, I am, you don't say. I am in support of this. Uh, Nestle's anti-Gargano agenda. Bertsky over here is probably like, Johnny Gargano is the Look, DIY wrestler is awesome. It's just you can't, like, it's, it's the issue that WWE always has with like going from NXT to this. It's like, you can't just assume. It's like they fucked it up with Bailey when they called her up. We've seen it. the list is so long of these top acts in NXT. They just come up and you expect the bigger audience that just to work. But it's like they had their peak in NXT. So you have to do it differently and build them. And to their credit, they've been trying to build them. It just it hasn't worked yet. They have no momentum right now. And their entrance fucking sucks. Sorry, I had to do that, Bertsky. You don't sound like that at all, but that was just I just wanted to hear if you were you were still here. That's why I just wanted now, isn't to Adam, isn't Adam Nessel rude? I don't know who Adam Nessel is. The worst Adam I know. In list of Adams That's, I that is Adam not Pierce. true. That Adam is not Bursky. you. Joshua Canoe, right who? now. Who the fuck is Ua? Ua. Ua Kanua. Look, seriously, right now, you 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 know there is a bad Adam. It is Adam? not me. You don't you even. I mean, I, in terms of this podcast, I think you're the best. No, 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 There is Adam Pierce who yells war games, and then there's you. So, uh, you know, not looking good for you. And then you have Adam Copeland over at AEW. He talks for a long time and is long winded, but he's cooler than you. His name Listen, was fucking Edge. Was your name ever cool enough to be Edge? I don't think so. I've had a lot of awesome names, but not Edge. So. <laughs> but anyway. Listen, listen, the fact that you disown me like that hurts my feelings. I should know I mean, better, but that's fine. Never, to disown you, I'd have to own you in the first place. Why would I ever want well, to? Well, you that? own me with your insults, so I guess that's a form of ownership. Oh, self-burn. Yeah. By the way, Bertsky, clearly I love you. I just, I want an Adam World Order shirt. I'm just, I wanted to make sure you were still listening. Usually you're very, you know, topical in the chat and you fell asleep. I don't know if you were uh, yeah, you fell asleep. So, yeah, we, we call Bertsky the Snorlax. You got to be careful because he does, he does like a good napski every now All right. and then. I don't know. I'm just saying. What does that say? Best Nestle nickname? <laughs> He's making fun of your golf game. Puss for shit. Why do you? Why do you make fun of things I'm excellent at? I don't understand. Like the joke. Excellence is, a little strong. I sink twenty foot putts like it's my job. I have a hairline that he wishes I had. Oh my god. So I'm just saying I'm excellent at a lot of things. The next you thing always you put it back to hair. No matter what we talk about. You always find a way to talk about either your hair or cutting someone else's hair. Your hair obsession, we might need to get like checked out. It I have a lot of obsessions. I have I have a lot I know, of problems. but your one with hair is just like I, I don't know if uh, how did we get yeah. here? How is it because I made the Bertsky thing? Is that how we I, I don't know. know. You were you uh you were insulting Adam, so I declared you bad him and you got upset and yeah. I don't know. Do any more shine. Should we get to the heat? Can we get him off my TV? Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. Can I make a suggestion? Yep. Since we're in my neck of the woods, I'm going to put my hand up to my uh, brain and I'm going to try to predict right now that you are putting Nakamura in the heat. Well, so I, I love uh, Cody declaring himself for the Rumble and being the first one because that means he can finish the story. But when I saw that fucker pop up on the Jumbotron and start cutting his stuff, I was just like, <sighs> you know what? That, that's, I guess it's something fresh. For, it's just like, we got to call him SideQuest Cody from now on. It's just like, it's like that TV show that you watch and you're so invested in the main storyline, but you're like, what the fuck? This season has, it's so, it's pretty much a CW show. This season has 23 episodes. 
okay, so there's like four episodes that matter. And then we have a million side quests I have to fucking sit through because they give you two minutes of the fucking main story at the end of the episode. So it's like, oh, we're in fucking side quest, Cody. Here comes Shinsuke Nakamura. Everyone thought he might be talking about punk. Nope, he's talking about Cody because what do we have to do? We have to fucking, you know, give the fucking Cody rub to Nakamura because the fucking Seth rub didn't work for him. You know, look, I just, it is what it is. It's just, but it's like, the Royal Rumble is so close. It's so close. I don't know how they're going to fucking screw my boy and force him to probably have to do Elimination Chamber or some other bullshit, but it's just like, <sighs> it's just, it's side quest Cody. This, this is just, it's nonstop. Nonstop with the fucking side quests. This fall on the CW, American <laughs> side quests. The American Nightmare starring Cody Rhodes, where he will get a chance to dethrone Roman Reigns in three seasons from now because we're only at the top of the fourth. So what do you get along the way? Side quests with Phenom Shinsuke Nakamura. What was his nickname? Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Perhaps? No, but there was a shitty like they called. Was it the? It was like the art. They him and Finn had shitty nicknames. Remember? Oh, the, like artist? the artist, no, whatever the fuck they called them. It's just like it's like they called Seth. It's like fuck off, fuck off, fuck off with that shit. I just think I think Shinsuke Nakabora is great. So that's what I'm gonna go with from now on. Anywho, I mean, I, it is the red is. the mist was cool, right? I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, you know, I pop for mist. There's a lot of mist going on in WWE and AEW right now. It's got fucking misting and with the ladies in AEW. You got misting with the ladies in WWE, and now we have Nakamura misting. It's just mists are everywhere. And as uh, OG to Jerry guy, I'm I'm mist all day. Hashtag mist all day. But are you a <sighs> are, are you a Sierra Mist fan? I I mean I Sprite was like my favorite growing up, so I dabble in a Sierra Mist. So now what people I don't think, really I can't tell you the last time I drank either of those any though because I don't really drink. I feel soda like you're a Schweppes guy, right? Is a Schweppes? What is it? What is whatever the hell? Schweppes ginger ale. That's yeah. probably the most soda I drink now because I love my whiskey gingers. Well, there you go. If you ever want to hang out with JC at the bar and uh, order him something, get that's him probably whiskey. what I'm going to order is a whiskey ginger. That is my go-to. That it sounds that that sounds like such a, a a little little boy drink, but that's just me. It's I don't delicious know. and nutritious, and it's good for your stomach. Nutritious, fucking, give me, alcohol. It is. is ginger ale is good for your stomach. Alco- alcohol is. Poison. If I'm going to be fucking pouring poison down my throat, at least give me a little relief with it as well. A little Jeez. bit of the bubbly. Little bit of the bubbly. All right. Anyway, we are we are way off fucking topic here. Uh, I have lost all sense of. Yeah, so we're on a fucking side quest on the podcast, like Cody is in his fucking career. You know what I just realized? Of yeah. course he likes side quests. You want to know why? The man's obsessed with Zelda. That's what it is. The man loves yeah. his fucking quest. Any, ad- any adventure, he's an adventure game. A fucking million side quests. Well, guess what, Cody Rhodes? Your story has a lot more side quests than fucking any game ever. It's like it's like he's downloadable content, right? Like it's like he just oh, I don't want to do the main story right now. I want to fucking just do these fucking side things. It's really it is true. You're right, absolutely. It is. It's gonna be unbearable until he he wins elimination chamber. That's basically what we have to deal with. So get strapped in till February, folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, Moving on, uh, Nia Jax crushes somebody. Um, I think at this point, we're just going to not name her. But man, was I so happy to see this matchup And you tweeted this was your favorite match of hers. Yes, because... Poor fucking Guthrie. Poor fucking Guthrie drinking the Kool-Aid. Sees you tweet 
something uh, positive about Miss 360 over there. And I was just like, oh, he's falling for the trap. This is just hashtag the Nestle Nia Jax agenda. So let it rip. I was so happy to see her. Sorry, see Nia Jax squash her and just beat her up because I was just just watching her with her backstage promo and like calling Shayna like, hey, dude, I got this, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, my God, she's going to train wreck. And of course, that's what happened. It was a train wreck. And I just was just like, this is wonderful in so many different ways for me. Like it like just watching Nia Jax drill her into the ground made me feel like, okay, you know what happens now? She will not be on my TV for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Until she becomes a tag team with Shayna and wins the tag belts for no reason. I'm done. Got anything anything to add there with your, your favorite Nia Jax? Absolutely not. I got nothing. It was it was in my heat too. Let's just put it that way. Well, yeah, for probably a different reason, but that's fine. No, I just um, like it was it was in terms of like in terms of like raw, like there was a there was a lot of good stuff that happened in this. I mean, it's like granted, like it wasn't terrible, but it's just like in terms of if I'm ranking my favorite things on raw, I can tell you this is uh, a little any, lower on the totem pole than everything else. Anything else you'd like to add here, or, or are we just gonna move on? Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, great. Let's get hopeful. Since though we talked about CM Punk, folks, and uh, if you're in the chat right now live, a reason to be with us live is because we interact with you because we love all of you. Well, everybody but Joe, the backcracker. But beside the point, uh, we can interact with you. Our hopes here are going to be like, let's let's talk out some feuds here. Like, Stoop made a fantastic point about what potentially could be the first feud for CM Punk. I still believe that it's Seth Rollins. There's a chance. Uh, Judgment Day is a very good one. JC, do you think it is Finn Balor? Or maybe priest. I, I think I think it's just the Judgment Day. I think I, it'll be one of those like they could sell the thinner priest as the bigger matches, and they can fight Dom along the way and JD as well. I just think it it makes sense. It's a bigger group. Him and Rhea will be interesting. And I'm looking at Judgment Day. It kind of I don't. I again I think the next couple of weeks are going to be a lot of fluff. But <laughs> you know what, Danny? CM Punk versus Omos. I could get behind that. Because I miss that big oaf on my TV. I love Omos, but yeah, I mean him and CM Punk would probably have a field day with uh, him and MVP. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's interesting because I do think there's it's. I'm curious because I do think eventually, like CM Punk, it's always going to be like, when is he going to turn heel? They're going to milk the babyface thing for a while, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. The chat's on fire right now. Naya versus Punk. Give Nestle what he wants. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know what I would love? I would love for Nia to squash AJ Lee just so all of you could have be Well, there's there. my actual hope, Nestlemania, is because CM Punk says that AJ sends her regards. So JC's official hope, and guess what? You're going to get this again in January. Is that at the Royal Rumble? It, it, it only has to be a one-off. I don't need her to be full-time. I know she's happy doing her thing, but they always bring back random people for the Royal Rumble, and I've been hoping for this every day, every year, and the fuckings we've been doing this podcast, but Nestlemania 2024 could finally be the year where we light it up. I just can't fucking wait. The real star in the fucking Brooks family, AJ Lee, returns at the Royal Rumble. Fucking stud. Can't wait. And you know what? Half the fucking all the girls AJ Lee like fucking raised, all her kids are in NXT. So bring her in, baby, and reunite her with her kids. So <laughs> mixed tag challenge: Punk and AJ versus Nia and Von Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice outstanding. Match. Hold on, you know. But here's the other thing too that we haven't really talked about and discussed. But if AJ Lee is around more, you have AJ and Punk against somebody like the Miz and Maurice would be very awesome. Yep. I think that'd be a lot of fun based on the Miz and 
if CM Punk, and that's a that you know, if Miz was a bad guy, I feel like that'd be a really good feud to start him off with because Miz is a great gateway to to get people where he needs to go. Um, I, there's so many people on the roster that that he could face, but like I, I'm trying to think about Mondays. Like, what do they do on Mondays if he's going to stick to Raw? Right? Do you think it's Randy Orton? Probably not. Right? It's probably- I think Randy Orton's going to be on SmackDown. I think I think it's honestly for me like my list. Is Judgment Day, Rollins, and McIntyre are the ones that make the most sense. I don't know the order they'll do them or whatever. Like I said, I think, I think, and I, I hope that they save Punk for Mania. Could I see them slow burning into him as the first feud? Of course I could, but I just think Judgment Day could be more of a warm up because there's a lot of different options. And I mean, Drew could be there too because his frustrations. It's like it comes back, and this guy's getting all the attention. They could easily flip it there. But you've got to think, like, probably not Jay or Sammy. And obviously, Cody has fucking work to do with fucking the side quest. So he can't. Maybe Punk's a future side quest when he fucking doesn't finish the story again this year at WrestleMania. But I don't know. You know what the other interesting one would be, WrestleMania? You know who else is going to be coming back for Rumble season? Barack Lesnar. Imagine him fucking tossing CM Punk around for his first match back. Welcome back, bitch. Take a million suplexes and 15 F5s. I hope that match never <laughs> happens again because that was the one thing where I was like, that exposed CM Punk in so many ways when he, when he fucking it was the beast versus the best at SummerSlam. I, I, when I saw that, I went like, I don't believe this at all. Brock should fucking just like stomp this guy out in a second. So I don't know. It's beside me. So, so in general, let's just let's we'll stop from the first feud. What are the what are the must haves for JC? Because if he lasts the three years, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But what are the things before he's done and ends his legacy? Maybe gets a Hall of Fame here that you need to see. Like, let's rattle some off here. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns are probably my big three off the top without even thinking. Think a little harder. It's The list becomes talent that he's never worked with, and that brings in the Gunthers, even guys like a Grayson Waller who would be really fun on the mic, like those type of things. Like I, I, And it, when he does turn heel, I think interesting feuds, you have KO and Sammy and those type of guys as well because I don't, I don't think they ever crossed paths because they were either not there yet or down in NXT. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of new talent and – um. That would be really interesting. But my big three is Seth, Cody, and Roman. And it just, it's, there's, there's a drop off after that. But I would, I mean, Gunther really interests me. Waller interests me from a personal level. Um, I would love to see him and Miz have something at some point as well. So I think there's just, there's so many options for CM Punk. Bertsky has a great one here. It says inject CM Punk versus Logan Paul into my veins, which I mm, tend to that agree. Down the, that's a big one down the line. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's it. That's a good one as well. I think there's a lot that you could do. Some uh, your your uh, your favorite backcracker says Punk versus McAfee. I don't want to see that at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd be Punk would probably eat him alive because McAfee's too nice. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, <laughs> probably well, he's nice to the right people. That's fine. Um, I, there's so many things that you can do. I mean, we could go uh, through the entire roster, but like to me, when I think about going over to SmackDown, for me, all I kept thinking about was like he needs to revisit like. A, a match with Ray, but mm. that because that those those to me are some of his best matches, and I think that the four up not with Kurt Punk, <laughs> mm, probably not. But maybe Ray can drag it out of him. But but ew. but there's there's something to be said here, and this is just a me personal thing. I think before CM Punk is done, just flat out done, puts the kick pads away forever, and goes off into his dusty, you know, trail or whatever. He needs to face John Cena one more time. I think 
John Cena brings out the best in CM Punk. And I mean that, that on the microphone. Show written all over it. Well, here's the, so that's another issue, right? Does does CM Punk really care about the money to go to Saudi Arabia? I was going to say, Nestle what is the reason you said he came back and that he said? Money. Because he... like all these guys, it's one of those things that all these guys like, Look at they, they everyone's like going over there now for whatever reasons. It's just like it's it's money, man. It's, it's just so talk. funny based on what he said about people going over for blood money. Yeah. And then he's gonna go CM over. CM Punk has been a hypocrite his whole fucking career. I know. He's I fucking know. back in WWE now, calling it his fucking home. He is a huge fucking hypocrite, and I understand people hating him for it, but I don't give a fuck. Know why? Because I like to be entertained. So that's why this motherfucker, I love to shit on him, but I love to love him too. So you just love to see him upset other people is what you really I, love. I just, I love chaos in anything. And because chaos is entertainment. Whoa. And literally we're watching wrestling to be entertained and escape for a little bit. And this fucking guy gives you so much to fucking talk about, react to, get happy about, get mad about. He makes you fucking emote. And that's what wrestling is about. Who are the fucking people when you line them up that make me emote? CM Punk's near the top of that list. Hmm. You know, it just really occurred to me very quickly, which is an outside shot not going to happen right away but i would i would just tremble in fear and also i would not be able to look away would be cm punk versus braun strowman <laughs> you just want to see him get beat up i do i, <laughs> I mean i would love i would love to have cm punk cut a promo with braun strowman because i would will fucking tear apart and braun will just froth at the mouth for fucking 30 seconds i just feel like a heel cm punk going against you know, somebody like they also they also said AJ Styles, which, again, you can go back to their lineage and whatever. But the other that side note, sense. the other side note there is, is that there's Luke Gallows, who's in, in there with the OC, who used to be part of the straight edge society. Mm. So there's a little bit of tie in there for AJ Styles as well. Maybe the good brothers turning on AJ Styles would be interesting as well. There's so many things that I look at. I'm just like theory would benefit. We haven't seen Bobby Lashley and punk in a while. Carlito and punk would rule. You know, like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, even this is, this is, and this is where fucking, I'm sure yeah, our boy Guthrie is going to say, great job, Nestlemania. Karrion Cross would benefit from CM Punk, I'm sure, at some point. All right, you just, you just, jumped, you just left the Dolphin. You Did I really? No one wants to fucking see Karrion Cross versus CM Punk. Hell, I haven't seen Karrion Cross in like six months. Does he still work there? Like, what the fuck's, like, what, like, what are you, what are you doing? You just, I don't know. You know are you going to say Apollo Cruz CM Punk Apollo! next? Like, are we going to fucking say Cruz del Toro versus CM Punk next? Like, who the fuck are we talking about? Who? Show some respect for the LWO. Yeah, as you almost chuckle saying LWO, might as well be the loser world order at this Cruz point. Cruz del Toro has a cooler name than Joaquin Wilde. I'll give him that. Listen, both of them are perennial backups. I mean, that's exactly hey, what they're they great are. lucha wrestlers, but you know, it is what it is. It is. I don't know. I just every time I see LWO, I went, nobody's what about it. LA Knight CM Punk? Ooh, interesting. interesting. Uh, the match will probably be a standard match, but those promos, yeah. super hot fire. They can both talk about how much they love their dogs. Yeah. Yeah. No way, Jose versus Punk. Get the fuck out of here. With I them. miss No Way Jose. No way. Jose, no way. Jose, so, no But way. Punk's Jose. got a lot to give is what we're trying to get at here. Punk's got a lot to give. And and we haven't even scratched the surface if he goes to NXT. Right? Yeah. Imagine if he goes to NXT. 
Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Also, side bet here. Do you think that this is me being a tinfoil conspiracy theory, but I do love my conspiracy theories, detective style. I'm not going to do the music because I don't have it ready. But do you think, do you think it's serendipitous or bizarre that CM Punk returns and now we're getting into the TV negotiations? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I think that's really. very... I think, I think it just... This definitely will... Uh, it's a great I think, bargaining chip, though. I was going to say, this definitely is a great bargaining chip, but I don't think that's why the deal hasn't come through yet. I think they're just waiting because they know that... No, but Nick Khan's a wait. smart mother, motherfucker. Well, like, the longer knows. they wait, the more the, the better deal they'll get. I don't know. I'm just... I'm so fascinated with so many aspects of what, what this is going to uh, you know curtail into. So it is what it is. Time to give our comebacks this week. I'm going to give my comeback to one... Our truth. Ron Triple Killing. H gave him his comeback too. I, I I knew the minute. I knew the minute he went to that presser. He was He's like, let's so talk. Cheesy. I was like, I'm like, this dude's like the quintessential dad joke. Like he, he just is. He's like, he's like, um, well, as I can see here, and uh, let's talk about the biggest return of all, our truth, baby. But honestly, I popped huge for our truth backstage, and then on Monday, eating up fucking scenery. <laughs> the jelly the roll, the platinum <laughs> jelly rolls, and then like kudos to the judgment day because when he did the backstage segment with the clubhouse and he was like you know you really need a tv in here and at the very end of that promo priest goes oh man we do need a tv in here and i was just like without nobody laughing was so fucking funny and it's just like our truth brings that bottom of the hour back to life and it's just like oh, yeah he doesn't ever have to wrestle he just has to be our truth and he's just he's found his niche for so many years but man you miss Randy Orton, you miss CM Punk, but our truth doesn't get enough fucking love. And that man is special. Just so fucking special at what he does. And it's so simple, right? Like you think anybody could do it, but it's not. And not anybody can just do what he does. He he finds a way to make it make sense and work and make you laugh every single time. Not every once in a while. Every single time he pops up, I'm already ready to giggle. It's amazing. We talked about we talked about what we want to see for CM Punk, like people getting together with. But I have a list for our truth too. Obviously, we need we need him to reunite with Akira Tozawa oh, and yeah. do their thing. So him and Alpha Academy, that's a home run. We saw the Judgment Day, that was cool. You'll know you're gonna get some corny shit with Cody because he's gonna fucking eat that shit up. Uh, him and Miz, awesome truth, a little reunion there. That'd be cool. I could see our truth maybe doing some Imperium stuff. That would be fun. But there is one, the main event. I need our truth and Chelsea Green to fucking. Do oh, stuff yeah. together because those two backstage with poor Adam Pierce in the middle, ma chef's kiss. So give me all that. I think Waller would have a good time with him too. Oh yeah. Waller would have a great fucking time. And you know, KO would too. Like there's so many people that just, they get it. They just, they just know how to react to it. I would even go as far as to see him interact with Roman Reigns. Like just, just even if it's a one-off to be like, I acknowledge you, my, my, my. Like my Indian chief, like he would do something stupid. Like he would just, he'd be so stupid. Like he really would, you know, like it's just so fucking funny. Like I, I love that man. He's just, just from all, from where he started to where he is now, fucking incredible. Just incredible. He's a wrestling treasure. And uh, my comeback, not quite a wrestling treasure yet, but it is Wednesday. So we can talk about NXT. And I was watching um, last night, uh, late into the night on DVR. And there was some fucking weird shit going on. Obviously, Joe Gacy's had a fucking roller coaster in NXT. He's lost two of his brethren who are no longer work there. 
And uh, he was like under the ring, taking like a selfie video, talking while a match was going on. He's dressed all weird. And then he fucking comes out during the women's match and steals a ring bell, runs into the crowd. And Ariana Grace picks up a win over Carmen and there's no bell. But then he starts like banging in the crowd, looking like a crazy man. And that's the many I'm intrigued because Joe Gacy is a guy I've always thought is very talented. Um, it just, it feels like they haven't found the market, the schism stuff. It just, it just didn't work. Like he tried his hardest. He did the best, but it just didn't work in the rain. He's a really good worker. He kind of has that KO build. That's like my comparison for him. He's like that KO type guy. And he's definitely shown depth in terms of character that he has a very wide range. I think of things he can do. So I'm intrigued by this kind of like deranged, like kind of like thing he has going on because his whole thing was about unity and being in a group. And now it seems like he's like left alone to figure it out in his own devices. So I'm very intrigued by it. NXT to me, um, it's always good because there's always doing wacky things with characters. There's always weird stuff that doesn't always hit the mark, but I'm very interested to see what they do with Joe Gacy because I am still high on him. I think he's a guy that literally like, by the, I think he's the type of guy by the time you look at his career, so I'm like, oh my God, he played that many gimmicks. Like he's that old school type of wrestler. So I'm intrigued by it. So Joe Gacy, you're going to get my comeback this week. Our boy, Dommy feds in the chat said, put Stop him with Pillman. Pillman, maybe. Um, Lexus King. Is that his name? Yeah, let's say I Kyle I, fucking Pillman. I've had enough of this shit, WWE. You have someone with that fucking name, let them use the fucking name. Even if they don't want to, you'd be like, no, motherfucker. You know how you're most going to be successful in your career? Have the fucking name. End rant. I'm interested because, like, I, I feel like no matter how anybody feels about Brian Pillman Jr. or Alexis King, they're just going to shove us down, like, shove him down our throats anyway. He's going to get every opportunity. He, he really is going to get the full the full Monty treatment. But I will say this much. I cracked myself up. He he responded back to this. So, like, kudos to him for having a quick rebuttal. Someone was like, has anybody ever told Lexus King that he has the Batman symbol for chest hair? Like, for uh, chin hair? And he wrote back something to the effect of, like, I'm the hero NXT needs, but they don't need me right now. And I was just like, fucking incredible. Good. Like, like that's wonderful. So, like, I think, I think he'll grow on us as we get to know him because he's still trying to find his his way like yeah, i enjoyed he's, his, he's gonna he's gonna like kind of marinate in that wwe seasoning for a yeah. little bit he'll get some experience nxt is great because it's just it's experimentation and he's already rubbing uh alongside them of the top guys there so he's gonna get a shot i mean look at his best work i think in AEW was the stuff he did with mjf and it was usually a lot of one-offs and they're in like cincinnati his hometown but it's like there's 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 little things there and wwe like you said He's going to get every opportunity. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he develops. All right. Big, big old finish then? Big old finish, Nestlemania. We have the smack down after War Games. So there's going to be some bullshit fallout with the woman from their match. Uh, but Logan Paul will be returning and looking for a next challenger. And Randy Orton obviously is advertised as we talk about as he has his sights set on the bloodline. So clearly Randy Orton is going to go for the bloodline, whether it's Solo, Jay, Jimmy, or potentially the Roman Reigns uh, fiasco. But that seems like a, a Royal Rumble kind of thing. But I do think it's interesting that Logan Paul will be there looking for a challenger. Do you have somebody in mind, JC? <sighs> I really don't. Really interesting. I, I like it was one of those things I haven't like thought about it. I'm curious like what they're going to do because... I, I mean, there's there's guys I want him to, obviously. Like, we've talked about it. It's like KO, like Waller. Like, I want him to work with all these guys. But 
those guys are obviously kind of working together. So it's like, I don't really, I'm, th- I'm like going top of my head. I don't think they're going to do someone like a dragon Lee with him at this point. So it's just, I am curious to see it at Santos obviously has the heel thing going and he's doing his thing with Carlito. So it feels like he's out of the mix. So uh, I don't know if there's like maybe a, like one of the topper guys that kind of goes for it. LA Knight seems like he's focused on the bloodline as well. And I don't think they're going to do a Logan LA Knight thing now. I feel like that's down the line as well. So why do you have anyone in mind? No, as I'm going through the roster on SmackDown, I'm like AJ Styles would be interesting. Um, Double return. Okay. I think that'd be interesting for me because I feel like AJ Styles would really benefit from getting the, I can't believe I'm saying this, Logan Paul push or rub. Uh <laughs> It's true though, like one hundred percent true. It is like it is what it is. Uh, the other thing that I I'm looking at here is they they would never give Bobby Lashley a shot against Logan Paul. You could see that'd be Car- a fun fucking match though. It would. Logan be. would take all the bumps. You could see Carlito, but that won't work right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm looking like looking down the line here. They're not going to give Karrion Cross KO. Seems like a slam dunk to me. That seems like the most because LA Knight feels like a WrestleMania thing. Like that's where yeah, you put LA Knight on the map. That beats him, I would think. Right, but then it's just like after that, it all just kind of trickles off. I don't, I don't see anything else here on SmackDown. So I don't Maybe think they're they gonna do like a Dragon Lee. Then oh. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just Logan Paul versus Carl Anderson match of the year. Thanks, Danny. That's a Nessa wet dream, right there. I think he's laughing at me in the. Yeah, uh, that's he, why yeah. the crying laughing emoji. Uh, <laughs> so it's interesting, but again. To it's appointment television, right? You want to see what happens. So they're doing a good job with it. But again, it's almost, I hate to use this line because I know how you feel about The Undertaker. But every time I see Logan Paul, I would love Logan Paul to steal The Undertaker's line and say, hey, kid, let me make you famous. Because essentially, that's what he's doing to all these people who are not ginormous stars. Just saying. Just saying. I don't hate it. Don't hate it. So is what it is. We'll head over to Monday Night Raw, where Monday Night Rollins will be defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Jay Uso, like we discussed earlier. And also the man who has his sights set on those two guys, Drew McIntyre, also has his sights set on Sami Zayn because he talked to him weird backstage. I would love, 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 love to see the cash in. That would make me feel fucking incredible. Just saying. But I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, you said it, and it's, you know what? Like, I, I I spelled it out earlier. If they do it now at this point, I will legitimately be surprised. So that'll be cool. But, yeah, I don't – I just – it just – it feels like a pretty generic Monday where they have a match, they're having a great match, and then either at the end, like, it ends up in a DQ because McIntyre runs in or he runs in after the match. It just – it feels like that's what we're heading towards. Um, but, yeah, I it's, it's one of those things. Like, a cash-in is always live. Because I do like to pull it out when you kind of think, stop thinking about it. And I'm not kind of at that point. So we shall see. It's also odd to me that I feel like they can't really have McIntyre go to Rollins until he's done with Jay, right? Like that wouldn't make sense to me. <sighs> it's uh, it's a weird, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a weird way they do it. Like, I mean, they could, if it obviously ends in a DQ, they could triple threat that shit. They love to do that or something. So, but yeah, um, we're obviously uh, recording on a Wednesday in WrestleMania, so we're not going to run through AEW, but uh, our boy Cap did check, text me, and he said, AEW is such garbage. They respond to Randy Orton and CM Punk with a 20-minute match between Moxley and Jay Lethal with zero build. And he goes, <laughs> oh, great. Uh, the, you know, here we go. Next up, a 12-minute match between Mark Briscoe and Roosh. Yep. I'm so glad I'm not watching that shit. I'm going to be 32xing the fuck out of this show. 
So the one thing they will say is whether or not you believe it or not, we don't really talk about uh, a lot of stuff, but this, this whole, um, I don't even want to talk about dirt sheet shit. Cause that's just, we don't do that. We're allergic to dirt sheets on this program. Yeah. Cause they don't know shit. They didn't even know about CM Punk. So yeah, if you pay for that shit, I feel bad. That, this continental, this continental classic does feel like they're trying to replicate the G one on a smaller oh, scale. And I, yeah. I'm sorry. This is where I'm going to get a text message or some type of bat signal from Conway. Conway, turn off the podcast. Sorry, Conway. When I see the G one, all I could think about was, what a fucking masturbatory fucking tournament this thing is. Like, nobody gives a flying fuck about this. And I am, I'm sorry, but I want to be interested in this because it seems like a cool concept. But then I'm thrown off by the winner becomes the strong champion, the fucking ROH champion, and the Continental Classic champion. Like, they didn't do a good job explaining. And I think that's the hardest part for me to get interested in it because I don't feel like the stakes mean anything to me as a fan that's not necessarily a diehard AEW fan. And I've had AEW fans come to me and say, well, this is what it is, and this is how you should understand it. And their explanation to me doesn't feel like they they understand it as well. So it makes me feel like they just didn't do it. They didn't do a good job with it. So how can I give a fuck about this? How? how, how? It's literally to win their minor league title, the Ring of Honor title, and like whatever. Just it's look at AW, like this is what they go for. Their their target audience. This is what they love. This is the small audience. The same people that love New Japan wrestling love AW. It is what it is. But it's just it's. I don't know. I'm looking for more. It's like I just MJF is the world champion. More interested in that. Christian Cage, TNT champion. More interested in that. Orange Cassidy, international champion. More interested in that. So there's three men's singles titles I'll care more about than this fucking singles title. So it's just it's never mind the women's titles and the and the fucking tag titles. So yeah, I don't know. It just it's it's one of those things. Like AEW always seems to have a tournament going along, which it's great. You have a lot of wrestlers you employ. It gives them all something to fight for. And the hype packages have been cool. They've been well done. Their production is continues to improve. Um, it's, it's a concept. I'll give it that, but like, I don't get like a just tech, fucking Roosh versus Mark Briscoe. Like, I don't give a flying fuck. I don't like, I just like what, what? Huh? Yeah. I think the hardest part is, is if they are trying to replicate new Japan pro wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling hasn't been hot in like, I don't know, seven to 10 years. And for you to try to replicate that in America, there's a reason why it's not taking off in America. I'm sorry. Like, it's just a different, it's a different set of circumstances. And unfortunately, whether you like WWE or not, the realization is, folks, is that this is American wrestling. I'm sorry. It's the fucking brand. It's fucking, it's the Band-Aid brand. It is WWE is wrestling is sports entertainment. Anything else is just underneath it. And when you tell me that you're going to ignore storylines to do these fucking athletic contests, that's wonderful. But you're making me feel like, oh, cool. I can miss it. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, I, I honestly like, I've obviously look, I appreciate good wrestling matches. So some of these like Altoona, I'll be like, oh, that was awesome. But it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't, if a lot of it is just like if I'm I'm strapped for time a lot of the time. So if I have an opportunity to fucking fast forward, I watch collision in like fucking 10 minutes this week because it's just like they don't they don't do anything. It's a lot of these fucking just like filler matches that don't mean much to me. Which if I have nothing to do and I'm watching live, then yeah, I might pay more attention, but I'll probably fucking dial up dynamite uh, later tonight or tomorrow morning when I'm doing like errands and or laundry or stuff around the house. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of fast forwarding based on what I've heard so far. 
I don't know. You can't you can't get me excited for a lot of this. So it's just difficult. It, it really is. But uh, anything else? You want to get the fuck out of here? I think we're done, baby. All right. Well, on that note, thank you for listening and watching the Jobberknocker podcast. We'll be back next week with some more Jobberknockery. Tell me when I'm telling lies.